Ever feel like you've got to get your should together? Is your should about to hit the fan? Have you been sitting in your shoulds for most of your life, wondering if you could be more, see more, do more? Welcome to Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. We're both authors and speakers who want to stomp out your flaming bag of should. With a whole lot of faith together, let's sort through the pain, purpose, and promise to find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do. Because there's so much more in you. This is a start of a show you're not going to want to miss. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. I like that tune. Why didn't, why didn't you write all the music for our show? Obviously, I'm very gifted. <laughs> More than me. I, that needs to happen. Every no. single episode, a new tune from Jenny. You know, I had somebody tell me I was tone deaf in fourth grade, and I've never forgot it. Bull malarkey. Tell that person I'm deeply to insecure. go somewhere and maybe dig a hole and ice fish for a little while until they can change their mind. Gosh. That was as harsh as I could be. <laughs> that was so harsh. I thought of that movie. Um, anyways, let's begin. Whoa. <laughs> let's begin. What movie? Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Oh, I love Unbreakable. Isn't that the one where the kid gets stuck under the water? Oh, well, no. The villain tries to find the weakness of the hero, and the hero's one weakness is water, and it's the end oh. scene with the pool. Yeah. No, you're, no. You're thinking of the I'm new one about. that came out, which was Glass? Oh, you're thinking of Absolutely the Christian not. I'm film. I'm thinking of the Christian oh, movie. Oh, my gosh. The kid falls through the ice. Leave it to me to just be like, oh, you're instantly thinking of an M. Night Shyamalan film, which is completely no, uncharacteristic of you. So No, I love M. Night Shami. He's my man. Oh, don't say I that mean, ever again. He's my man. <laughs> M. Night Shami. If you hear me, M. Night Shami, give me a callie. Um, Can we have you on season three? Unbreak. <laughs> Season three. Come on. We'll ask you what you think about this. M. Night. Season three. Um, all right. I'm done Googling. Let's jump in. Guys, today's episode is very different. Whoa. Whoa. We are, as a matter of fact, instating a flush the format episode. It's, it's, it's a thing. It's becoming a thing. Jenny, what do you feel about it? What, do you, what are your feelings? Flush the format. I just think I was laughing earlier because we have some really great conversations. And every time I'm like, we should be recording this. Oh, my goodness. We should be. <clears throat> we have um, some so deep in- conversations that we never let our listeners in on. And I think that we want to do that today. Yeah, we're going to do Ooh. that today. And we want to bring you guys on that journey with us. Who knows where it's going to go? We do have a topic <laughs> in mind. So we're going to we want to talk about how you should be secure. You can't like talk Christ. about me singing all the time when this episode that's not formatted we finally see the truth you're dropping sing bombs like every three seconds it is not Wait, just i just me. jumped into the topic and then you just started rambling real hard about something else what i'm just saying you've sang like three times already and you want to talk about me singing oh. no ma'am no ma'am <laughs> season two uh, role reversal jenny is the reversal. singer of the show bring it I don't know about that, but we're halfway through the season, so we wanted to just do something a little different, Yeah, and um, you guys can catch a behind-the-scenes glance of how we, I mean, it's just us being friends, talking about life, talking about the things we struggle with, talking about um, 
the things we want to grow in and learn more about and just the things we'd laugh about. (laughs) So let's just start it off this way. Since we don't have a format, I'm just going to let the listeners in on a little, little happy Jenny and Candace joy here. Many of you don't know that we've not even known each other for two solid years. I know. What? Let's let's just talk about that. Jenny reached out <clears throat> to me to endorse a book of hers that came out, which if you don't have it, you need to have it. Courageous Creative. It's an incredible de- Devo book. And um, you can walk through 31 days of some incredible things and skills to develop your creativity where it's lacking. Look at me. I can do uh, I can do some good wow. like little sell that book. Selling of your book without a script <laughs> or nothing. Come on, girl. Tell me more. Um, but she reached out to me and I get a lot of those if I'm being honest. I get them unaccosted. And you probably too now, Jenny, having a book out of your own, you probably yeah. get a lot of people that write books and they just send them to you and they're trying to either get an endorsement or just read it or pass it to somebody. So some of those just kind of reach my desk and I'm like, mm, maybe not today gonna read that right. yeah <laughs> or, or ma- well it it makes our job tricky because you want yeah. to make sure you're aligning with somebody that you either know you know their character right you agree with their theology like it's it's a hard it's a hard spot to navigate yes yes and especially when you're getting multiple requests yes and so it- i made the for some reason <laughs> the lord <laughs> has said yes and amen to you um, coming alongside well, my first book release. Jenny, I just read huge. it and I looked at it and I was like, uh, this is content that I've been waiting for. Here's the issue. A lot of people will send you a lengthy, wordy book. And I'm not just a lengthy, wordy book enjoyer myself. I am, I'm sorry, you may, be, you may call me infantile or immature, but I enjoy pictures. I enjoy graphic design. I enjoy being able to jot my thoughts down as a matter of fact if I am reading a book that's all words and it's a trade book which that's the category for them you know I find myself with a highlighter and pen marking up my book like crazy just because that's who I am I have to have that engagement when I dive into a book and your book was so colorful and it was so engaging and it was on the topic of creativity which I already loved so it was an easy yes for me it was an easy yes and then we just became internet friends like a lot of people become friends nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we swiped right. Yeah, it felt good. Yeah. And then um, yeah. we started this conversation. Jenny reached back out a second time and just said, hey, I noticed you don't have a podcast. You're in this space of leadership and you, you've authored a couple of books now. And I'm wondering, would you ever want to do one? And if you do want to do one, what about we do one together? And I was like, I had just been praying about that. Literally had just been praying about it that day. So then it kind of felt like this little yeah. God wink. And so we just started the conversation. What would it look like? Uh, do you remember I emailed you a massive PDF? It was a proposal. Like pitching them. Yes. Yeah, pitching them a podcast proposal. Completely different idea. Yeah. But putting us together. And uh, to see now, here we are, season two, <laughs> mid-season, and what it looks like. I'm like, wow. Like, it's so cool to combine Oh my who gosh. we are in this space well, in our voices. and Not only yeah. that, but like, think about this. When you don't know somebody and you're just becoming friends online, it's a dangerous place in the world, people. Like, you never know if you're being catfished. You never know what the other person's intentions are. You never know yeah. how you're coming across to them, if you can fully be yourself with them. And, but we really felt like there was something, it was just something that was a God thing about starting this podcast together. I had, I'd reached back out to you maybe about 
what, three months after that proposal. It was a while because I was on tour with Mandisa. I was also doing a media blitz tour for my book, Simple Joys, that had come out. Yeah. So I just literally didn't have any bandwidth on my schedule to, to reach back to you and say, let's go for it. But when I finally did, it was at the beginning of the year. Oh, did you hear that? My throat made a little. <laughs> oh, I did not hear it, but now. I drink. You definitely I drink didn't downplay cherry, that. Cherry Coke Zero, and it made a little gurgle sound when it went down. Okay. Um. I found myself though I reached back out to Jenny and I was like I think we really need to do this what would it look like if we put a show together and what what's the main point of what we're doing you know and we've just been blessed in all honesty to have the creativity flow it's kind of like this seamless energy that goes between both of us back and forth like we ping well off of each other with creative ideas all these things we wouldn't know we would have no clue about, you know, and we were just taking the risk and jumping in both feet. Now, this brings me to my topic that I want us to talk about today for today's show. Mm-hmm. With that, the new meeting of somebody else, the new business venture with somebody that you hardly know, um, somebody that you've never had a in-life personal connection with, comes a lot of insecurities. Uh <laughs> A lot. And as a matter of fact, I would say, don't take this as an insult. And listeners, don't think I'm being insulting when I say this. But if there's anything that my relationship with Jenny Randall has taught me is to deal head on and face first with my insecurities. Mm. I swallowed really hard after that and didn't mean to, but like it felt like this gulp of, oh, that's hard to say. I was like, what am I doing? Well, do you check yourself? Like what's happening? Do you remember the first time we actually met in person? Oh gosh. Yeah. Were what? Okay. On a scale of one to 50, one being one to 50. 50. I like one to 50. So one is like, Hey, I'm completely insecure with this moment i'm gonna die when i meet this stranger she's gonna not be a she she's gonna be a he and he's gonna put me in his van and i'm gonna be murdered criminal minds episode here you go or 50 being i have never felt more comfortable with another human being in my life we could probably shave each other's armpits right now because that's how close we are first of all i would never feel that (laughs) I would. That's like a... Not if it was like a medical need and you were like, somebody's got to shave my pits in this moment. Would you do it? Wow. You're telling me you would never shave my armpits if I was medically incapable of doing it on my own. I I would uh, challenge Chris to step into that role. Okay. What if he's, he's gone somewhere? I'm asking you, Jenny Randall, would you ever... I would do it for you. I would I would do it. I would put gloves on and a face <laughs> just in case. <laughs> I would find a I would find a workaround to be comfortable oh in the midst of. Yeah, I would do it. Okay, do okay. It. So that's the How scale. How long's your pit hair? How long's the pit hair? It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Stubbly. Okay, yeah, yeah. Stubbly. I, would di- I would dive in. I'm not Paula Cole back from gloves. the '90s pop circuit. Gloves. No, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. I played lacrosse against a woman who had pit hair. Oh yeah, how'd that and go? And let me just tell you. She scored a lot because I did not want it. It was long hippie. And guys, if that's you. All peace More and power. love, my friend. But More power. You're going to be scoring a lot of goals with that pit hair. Wow. Okay, so let's continue. So that's the okay, scale. Zero to 50. One to 50. 50 is pit hair. One is, um, one is I'm going to be murdered. 50 is mm-hmm. um, shave my pit hair if you want to. What, yeah. what number were you the night that we first met face-to-face at dinner? Oh, gosh, yeah. And we flew in a photographer. Yeah. Like, cause, so we had to be on, game on, because we came in to do our photos. Go big or go home. Um, 
Come yeah, on. So that was going to be the next day. So the yeah. first night it was just you and I <clears throat> hanging out. I was nervous. Yeah. Um, nervous was there. But I would say it was a 30. Oh, that's so generous. Really? It was a 30. Was what 30? were you? I was probably like a 20, 23. Okay. Maybe. I feel good about that. I, you, you know, I mean, like I, but here's the deal. When I talk about our insecurities, it wasn't until maybe... Gosh, I want to say it was like maybe a month or two months after that meeting and we left and gone to our own homes and now we're back to digital friends, right? Online, FaceTime. We had a really hard conversation that exposed our insecurities before we did this podcast. Yeah. And it's one of those that a lot of people wouldn't tell you online or they wouldn't broadcast it on a podcast episode, but I think we need to I think we I think we're ready first of all to expose this conversation, but I think it also opens the door to why we're talking about insecurities. Can we be that vulnerable with them? Are we okay? I'm kind of getting yeah, we're okay right I now. Yeah. It's great. Okay. No, she's eyeing me, everybody that can't see. Oh. We can stare at each other while we record. You guys don't get the luxury of seeing our faces, but we're like <laughs> secret symbols with our eyes. I know. I know I'm constantly like, "Jenny, look at me." Look at me. Except when I tell you to wrap it up and you don't see that. I know. Stop it. That's a pain. Okay. In my side. Um, No, we we had gotten to the point where now we're rip rolling. We have professional photographs. We're developing content for season one. We're about to release it to the world. And all my insecurities came bubbling up. All of them. And I just, I remember calling you and I was like, I think we need to talk about something really important. I need to tell you what my insecurities and my fears are about starting a podcast with you. And you were like, oh, okay, well, we're going to have this conversation. Go for it. <laughs> and I just remember saying, I don't know you that well. I see that you're an author and a speaker and you describe yourself as that well. I'm, I'm really afraid that you're wanting to start this so that you can get a bigger platform and stage and just use my name to do that. And I mean, like, I felt like a bomb had dropped in the room and I felt like she's going to hate me for even saying out that, that out loud. We're going to cancel yeah. all this hard work that we've done. We're going to shriek back and she's going to be like, Candace Payne is the biggest jerk face I've ever met in my well, life. Can we got to pause right here and give some context for why you would have those thoughts. Like why yeah. that isn't just like, a oh, look at me. Candace yeah. has like 800,000 people around that in her social media combined, like mm -hmm. you have, you've have this mass following since you had this video go viral. So of course those were the thoughts that were going on. So I just want to give people that background of, Oh, yeah. look at, it's not yeah. like, Ooh, but like that you have quite a large, I hate the word platform, but you have a large oh, you, presence. You know what? You can the, use in the that. Space it's, platform. Yeah. It's not an ugly word to me because I never went searching it out. Do you know what I mean? Right. What I did yeah. have to learn over the past however many years it's been since that video went viral was how to trust people and have discernment on people's motives. And like, I hate to exactly. say it, but there's some ugly motives out there. And too far, many times I'd been trapped in their motive and their world. And I'd been uh, just taking a place I didn't want to go. Or my name had been used in a way that I would have never used my name if I knew that that was the end goal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was yeah. just kind of I was so insecure with what are we doing and what, are, and then Jenny, you tell them your response to me where you shared your insecurity with me back. Oh man. Well, I was like, all right, if we're, do if we're doing this, I'm going <laughs> to tell you what I'm insecure about. I, 
gosh, I just didn't want to be the one hit wonder of creativity. And like, that's all I'm bringing to the table. Mm. Is that what I said? You said that and you had said something that to me was a little bit more impactful and stayed with me. You had said, hey, well, I don't want you to develop this podcast with me and then get to a point where the podcast is so successful and you just abandon ship and be like, I didn't need Jenny anymore. I- oh, I get kicked off the ship. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, yeah, sounds good for you, Candace. You- Let's take it back. Let's take it back. Let's tell this story better. I can't. I can't because that's why I woke up sad this morning because I'm like waiting for that to happen. What? What happened? I just, oh man, so dumb. I just see like, all right, we'll keep rolling. This really sucks for me. Um, Oh, Jenny. So yeah, my my insecurity has been like, what am I bringing to the table? Um, Gosh, I love Candice and Mm -hmm. I love seeing how God is using you and the ministry spaces you're in. And um, we have such a great friendship now and such a great partnership. And I know I bring some creative force to the table. I know I've seen how God is using my voice as how it's being valuable. Um, But I also, there's things behind the scenes people don't see. Like I had a, a meeting on Friday that with a board of directors for my ministry team, which was fantastic. And eye-opening, but it was kind of a challenge of like, well, kind of stay in your lane. You're in the lane of creativity. Mm. Um, Why are you like, do you really feel called like you're supposed to be preaching? Maybe that's further down the road. And like my heart is I just want to share Jesus with people. So that's been sticking with me. And then lately I've been just like, well, man, Candace could carry the show. Why am I here? Um, So... I don't mean to laugh There's at my that. Insecurity. I don't mean to laugh <laughs> at that, but that is the furthest thing from the uh. truth. Okay, so we set out. Let me define this moment. This for is our getting listeners. really awkward. No, 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 no. Why is this whole season Jenny having a nervous breakdown? It's this not. Is great, it's guys. not. Calm down. Let's let me frame we were this just, moment. Let me just. We were just doing this episode because we were too lazy to organize a run sheet. And now this is happening. Okay? I can't. I'm done. We wanted to flush the format. We wanted to be authentic. We wanted to let y'all into this space. And look what happens. Listen, let me frame this I didn't moment. want it to be this space. I didn't want to go here. I, let's frame it. Let's frame it, though. Let's frame it out. Here's the deal. All we were doing was talking about our insecurities in our very first conceptual concept of conversation of having this podcast and I said I'm really afraid that there's going to be using whatever I'm building to build something for yourself and you were afraid that I was going to jump ship and that you would bring no value those were our insecurities and today you weren't expecting us to have that conversation and talk about this and so now you're saying okay season two right in the middle of it here's still where I'm dealing with it but now through a different layer and level this is powerful, friend, because this talks about insecurity in a way that we don't get to see it. Just because you feel like, yeah. oh, I've overcome it one area of my life or at that season or that particular juncture made me feel really good. And, oh, I'm not there anymore. Look how it rears up instantly again. And this isn't yeah. just because I brought up the conversation and you haven't healed or dealt with it. It's because another conversation happened in private with you and some people that are trusted voices in your life. Yeah. And then you have all the thoughts leading to this moment. Is this still what I need to be doing? Is it? Well, let me just go ahead and say it. I don't need a fluffy pep talk. I don't need it. No, I get you. But I'm going to say this right now. 
what the listeners don't know is that creativity isn't just your lane. It's something that you don't even have to try so you don't see much value in it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's something that's so natural to who you are that it oozes out of you and you're like, I'd, I'd rather have a challenge. I'd rather have a challenge. Thank you. And I'm sitting here going, yeah, but everybody trying to do your stuff right now is already wanting, that's their challenge as well, trying to step to the level that you're already at. That's just so natural. So I just wanted to say thank you for being honest and thank you for being vulnerable. And So let's talk about you for a second. Let's do it. I don't mind sharing. I don't mind sharing. So, um. So you're worried season one, there's an agenda. Mm. That was the insecurity. I felt so after we talked. Yeah. 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 So we spilled our guts. I would say that definitely strengthened our partnership. Oh, gosh. I felt like every conversation that happened after that was so free. Yeah. I really do. I just felt like, oh, there's nothing hidden. Right. It's like our our insecurities were just laid out on the table and we're like, oh. There's nothing hidden here anymore. There's there's nothing yeah. I got to worry with or I got to ask when I get off the phone with you. You know what I mean? Like no no additional right. thoughts needed. The biggest thing I'm seeing insecurity produce in the moments we're describing and the moment I'm currently in is confusion. You know, mm. insecurity can breed such confusion and indecisiveness, uh, maybe even some shame. Like I'm feeling shame right now. I'm just being honest. It makes it makes me want to shrink back. Like, so why else did I just say, let's talk about you, Candace? You know, so yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, we're just chit chatting away, but I don't know, listeners, guys, friends, shooters. I don't know what you're if you're feeling insecure about something, if you're finding yourself shrinking back or not being able to really even start a conversation. Mm. I think if the one thing we can challenge you to do in just our chit-chatting experience sharing here is to start conversations that make you feel uh, uncomfortable hmm. with people, I I think you have to do it with safe people. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll, I'll say this too. You can't really know the areas of your life that you have insecurities in until you really kind of sometimes gauge what should be the opposite. Do you know what I mean? Like most people don't understand. What do you mean by that? So- if the opposite of insecurity is security, mm, then it, yeah. then it's going to be where are the areas that you're really confident and you're really, you walk into a room and you feel free to be yourself. You feel free to engage in a relationship with somebody that you're just like, everything's out on the table and I'm still good with you. Do you know what I mean? Those things that you're secure mm -hmm. in feel amazing. They feel remarkably different. The problem is, is that we don't ever gauge the opposite to go, well, what are the areas that I do lack in? They actually kind of govern and dominate and, and lead the way that we respond and act. And we're completely unaware because we're not walking with that opposite feeling of confidence and freedom. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that's a good thing to question is why don't I feel completely secure in this moment? What's the thing that's holding me back? What's the thing that's making me feel like I'm less than or I'm not I'm not good enough or I'm not performing to the level of or I'll never be. Those are the things that keep us trapped and I'm listen, our whole season this season is we should be blank like Jesus. And one of the mm -hmm. things that I'm consistently seeing about him is he was so chill and confident and secure and he knew who he was. 
I want to walk in rooms like him. I want to own places like he owned them just with his quiet confidence and security of, I know what I'm here to do and I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, and that's where I feel like, man, I'd love to live that kind of free life. If I'm, if I'm shutting down any should in my life, it's the one that says, well, I should, I should be a little bit more free here in this environment to be the real Candace or I should, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to be confident of what God's telling me to do when I walk into my house and how I mom, I don't even know if any other moms feel like this. Gosh, I feel like I'm rambling, but I feel so insecure raising a girl sometimes. Hmm. I feel like, God, am I going to do it wrong with my daughter? Is she going to look up to me or is she going to be on a couch at 35 talking about me, about how I screwed it up? And and I just feel insecure in parenting sometimes. Yeah, I feel insecure in my wife role. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm like, God, I'm 40 now and I know that we got to we got to be careful when we do stuff. We could pull a hamstring, you know? I mean, like, I'm like, if you had somebody younger, you wouldn't be gotta dealing with that. Got to do some stretches. <laughs> got to do some stretches. Yeah. I need my vitamins today. Pre-game, pre-game stretches. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying there's so many things where insecurity just riddles me without the ability to be free, to really be myself, and to really own what I am. And I just want to walk in that freedom. And I feel like a lot of us do. Oh, and if we're talking, in, let me get, I, I, I don't want to miss this. If we're talking the deepest insecurity that I know that I have that you would be surprised to hear, it's simply this, that I'm not going to be loved outside of anything other than somebody to laugh at. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm highly insecure if the laughter and the joy stops, everybody stops caring about me as well. You know, and, and to be able just to own that and be like, no, Candace, you're, I mean, do you realize that God allowed the most authentic version of who I am without a script and without dialogue and with four minute video where three minutes are laughing so that the world could get to know the infectious joy of who I really am? Do you know what I mean? Like, I need to value that yeah. and not have insecurity creep up and go, well, that's all you're good for is a little laugh. That's all you're good for is, is to make people feel good about themselves for three minutes and then they don't want anything else to do with you. They don't want to hear the, the podcast conversations that are deep. They don't want to know about your faith. They don't want to go deeper. You're just who you are in that moment and that's it. Mm -hmm. I mean, insecurity just riddles me and leaves me paralyzed to actually live the life I know I'm purposed for. So... Dramatic pause. Wow. I, it's just, yeah. I think we could all just sit here and make a list of the, the way, like, if we're talking deepest security. Let's make a list. Let's go back and forth. Let's not make a list. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Not like that. I want our listeners to make a list because this is one of the most powerful, freeing things I've ever done in my life. I was telling you about this the other day, Jenny. Yeah. About how I made a list of all the things that I apologize for. Mm, yeah. And I said, girl, stop apologizing. <laughs> I, I don't know if you've ever done this, but there's never been more freeing of a list that I've ever made. I made a list of everything that I apologize for, whether I say it out loud or whether I do it unintentionally. Some things on my list, just to give you an example, 
I apologize for being too loud. I apologize for dominating conversations. Sorry, Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) You go, whatever. I apologize for not being skinny enough. But these are insecurities too. You see how they go hand in hand. Absolutely. But then after I wrote the list of all these things that I was apologizing for, whether I said them or did it intentionally or just did it by how I lived, I felt like that little still small voice just asked me very clearly, who are you apologizing to? Hmm. Like, who are you apologizing to, Candace? Is that, are you apologizing to the people around you? Do they they put those demands on you to be those things that you have to say sorry for? Right. Is it your internal self that you're apologizing to? Is it the thoughts that you have? Like, have you set these expectations in the bar so high that you're apologizing to... 14-year-old Candace that had dreams that I'd be somewhere different than I am today? Or even more so, if this is the voice of God, am I am I apologizing to God about these things? And did he create me to, to be those things, but yet he would want me to apologize for them? Like I just felt this overwhelming freedom to realize that my insecurities were governing the way that I walked into rooms and I didn't want that anymore. Yeah, and I w- that's good. and I wasn't going to apologize anymore. I wasn't going to apologize for who I am or where I am in life. My gosh, it's okay for me to apologize to some people and go. You know what? I don't have the bandwidth and the time for that right now. No thanks. Those two words are so powerful. No thanks. No thanks to the pressure that you're putting on me to perform. No thanks to the ideology of me being a different person than what you have in the room with you, I can be fully myself and be okay with that. No, thank you. No, thanks. I just wonder how many of our um, listeners right now have actually even thought of that list or tried to make a list for themselves to see what are the areas that come and bubble to the top that you maybe not even think, ooh, that was on my list and I didn't know it. Let's challenge them right now. Let's do it. We're going to tell you about our partner. But yeah. while, we, while we tell you, you have a job to do, go get a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil. Go to if you need to pay Office Depot. 25 cents. <laughs> if you need a dime, <laughs> buy a piece of paper. You might remember us saying that in season one. And by we, I mean Candace. Um, <laughs> go buy some paper. So you've heard us say by now that season two of Shut the Shit Up is created in partnership with Open Arms International. They're actually a nonprofit organization that helped children in Kenya experience the hope of the gospel, the love of family. And, you know, they really bring security to a lot, a lot of children. You know, when we were able to visit the Open Arms Village earlier this year, let me tell you, all the things we talk about here are evident in Kenya as well. Today, we wanted to share one aspect of the gold standard care they provide for children who call the village home, that safety and security. Yeah, most of the kids come from difficult backgrounds. Some of their circumstances in their past actually put them at risk. Some Kenyan tribes believe that twins carry a curse to the entire community. So imagine this, mamas. If, if any of you listening right now, you have a set of twins right now in the Kenyan tribes that are over there. Many of them do believe that just because you have a twin that you need to abandon them because they will not bring anything but harm to your family. And there are many that are abandoned. And this is where Open Arms comes in and says, bring those children to me. Let them come to us. We will give them family. We will give them safety. And we do not see them as a curse. 
Yeah. And because of these different difficulties, Open Arms Village has a 24-hour security staff. They actually offer protection and help so the children feel safe, Mm. so they can heal, they can thrive. And despite their imposing demeanor, once you actually get to know the security staff, (laughs) they have the best sense of humor. They are funny. They are funny. They're funny. They're fun. And they actually let us try to do their jobs. And it is a lot harder than it looks. (laughs) So if you want to hear all about our crazy escapades to see us try to be the security at Open Arms Village in Kenya, please check out the video in our show notes and visit openarmsinternational.org. Okay, so by now, we hope you grabbed your uh, 10 cent paper (laughs) and and your pen and pencil. Yeah, yeah. And what we want you to ask you to do is just to take a couple moments and just to list out some insecurity that you find yourself facing, whether, and you can ask the question Candace asks, what have I been apologizing about? Hmm. And then what you want to do is hold that up to who God says you are. And I, we have to be careful because sometimes God is calling us to repent and that's different. Hmm. But sometimes your insecurity actually isn't the best version of who God made you to be. What I'm saying that if you're, if you find yourself apologizing for being a poor communicator to your husband and you're always picking fights and uh, maybe that is something you should actually be apologizing for. And that's like the Holy Spirit showing you, like taking you through a repentance process of being self-aware and running to Jesus for that. So if we're making a list of insecurity, sometimes God calls us into repentance Mm. because yeah, we should always be changing and looking more like Jesus, right? This is what the whole season is about. Not only to represent him to the world, but just to to be more God-like. And I'm not saying that in in an arrogant way. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. I, I feel, I feel like there's such a fine line between conviction and correction. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Yeah. there's there's times where God's going to show you an area that you are maybe dealing with some things and you're saying, oh, this is not the best in me. Okay, I get it. Can you do something about it? Can you? Right. Yeah. That's, that's so let's correction. give an example. That's correction. Yeah. Well, for me, if I'm walking into every room and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm so overweight. My goodness. Just look at this. The pounds just keep on adding. And all I'm doing is just being healthy and vibrant. And I'm not. I'm stuffing my face with Twinkies every five minutes. And I'm <laughs> drinking hot cocoa as though it should just be replaced with an IV. Let it be infused. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm sitting here thinking I'm yeah. making poor health choices, but I want to complain about, you know, I'm so insecure about being overweight and I'm doing nothing to resolve it. There could be some course correction in my life. Get, you know, make a, make a different change, eat healthier, exercise more, do those things that, that are going to be beneficial for my body before I just say, Oh, I'm so sorry that I'm this way. I'm just this way. It's who I am. No, that's not the case. You can course correct. Now there are some things when I'm, I'm thinking about the insecurity aspect of, for me, (laughs) weight doubles down and actually makes me feel invaluable and ugly. Like that's coupled with it. That adds that insecurity. Yes, I can course correct. Yes, I can add the time in the gym. Yes, I can change the things that I'm putting in my body and the way that I'm watching what goes in and out of my body. That's, that's all things that I can do, but it's something deeper in me to when I say, oh, I'm insecure here because I feel like I should not be given the same amount of opportunity as this person because I'm not 
um, skinny enough Mm. or I'm not pretty enough or what I bring isn't valuable because I'm a larger woman. Those are the things that are insecure. Yeah. That I sat back and said, no, 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 no. I don't want those to be the things that govern how I behave and respond and move. I actually want to be secure with who I am in this moment right now. Yeah. Even with And there's a confidence. There's a God confidence we can have knowing where our security comes from. Let's work through our paper. And you guys can write down however you're feeling. We want you to do that. Not, not... Not to shame anybody. We're not shaming anybody. I think when you bring things to light, you start to process through what are the next steps, if any, and how can I see God in this and what does that look like? Well, let me just tell you this. Insecure people destroy and self-destruct more than any external forces that I've ever seen. Like if you're insecure, you're the main trap Uh, for yourself. Yes. You're the one that's limiting your leadership. It's not everybody else not giving you opportunity. It's the fact that when you're handed opportunity that you're so insecure to step into the role that you're making everybody else come up and do the, the work behind you and around you. It's a ticking time bomb. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, it's not God's best. It's not God's best. It's not, no, I'm just saying it's not. Yeah. Yeah. It's not his original design. I mean, if we're being honest. Well, and you are being honest. And I think even more so if we are looking towards Jesus as the ultimate example, think of it this way. Um, He was rejected from his hometown and from his own family. I mean, if that didn't trigger an insecurity, hey, these people that have been with me my entire human life here don't even see the son of God. They don't even see the miracles. They don't even see. Are you telling me that Jesus, I I can't speak for him because I don't know his inner thoughts. But when I see stories like that of him saying, hey, even in my hometown, I'm finding rejection. The fact that Jesus even suffered rejection obviously shows, man, there's emotions that he had to deal with on, uh, on a level that we can't comprehend. It makes you think, oh my gosh, if my own can't accept me, how is the whole world going to accept me? I mean, there's just thoughts that I'm looking at him going, he was so strong and confident knowing all the time that he was secure in his identity, in his assignment, in his authority, in his purpose, and he was unwavering in it. So much so that he'd be like, all right, we had some great stuff here. Let me tell these people to go home and I'm going to separate myself and go pray and be alone with the father and spend hours there being with the father in alone time prayer and getting reminded what you are here for, what your purpose is, who you are. I love the fact that we get let in onto those glimpses of Jesus's patterns of behavior after he did ministry, after he was spent and poured out, after he would spend time with his 12. Like, do you realize that scripture alone gives us this incredible roadmap to being a confident person, fully empowered by the Holy Spirit, fully engaged and locked into our identity and purpose. Every time that you read about Jesus, it's not so that you can just get to know this idyllic storybook Jesus and this opinion of who he is. You're getting to see glimpses of how God himself instructs us as humans to walk in the secure image, the imago Dei, the image of God that we were created in. I mean... (laughs) From his alone secluded times and prayers to where you get to read one major one in John 17, right before he goes to the cross, 
to the Beatitudes, to one of his greatest sermons in the entire recorded scriptures in Matthew 5 and 6, where he tells us how to pray. He instructs us on the things that we should expect and how to be blessed and happy in our life when we face different things, to be salt and light, what our identity is. I mean, like Jesus literally is just showing us confidently, this is who I am. And then even to be able to see the story of how he engaged Peter after a major betrayal in a friendship, major betrayal from one that he loves so, so much. One of his top three to come and meet him on a beach with a charcoal fire and say, Peter, do you love me and feed my sheep and give him ample opportunity and then empower him and send him out as well. We're looking at not just this Jesus that's the son of God that saves us from our sins, but we're looking at a living example of how to walk securely in our identity and our purpose. And I don't know if there's anything more clear in my life that I want in this season of my life than that. I mean, you, you line them up. You line them up. All the things that I could have right now in my life. Yeah. I want to be so secure in what God's telling me to do and who I am and how he sees me. And really, it's almost kind of like, um, screw everything else, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? I mean, like literally send it to the pit of hell because it's insecurity rising up and I don't want it. I don't want it. I want to be so infused with his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Use my life. Make me confident in what you're calling me to do. I want to do that. And every time insecurity bubbles up its ugly head, I'm like, Mm-mm, not today. We ain't got time. We got vision and purpose and we, I got, I got stuff to get done. Yeah. I mean, Jesus was radical, yes. like, cat, well, quote unquote, radical. It could, it could be the norm, but yeah. casting out demons and like sleeping through a storm and then just so casually, like, I don't know. It, it's, gosh, what an example. And I think everything you said, spot on. <sighs> I mean, that can preach all day long. And we need to remember, though, that his, his example was a perfect one. Yeah right? Yeah. His example was perfect. Yeah. And we're in this in-between story of, okay, well, as a follower of Jesus, I'm living in this in-between of, yeah, God, what is your will? What is your will? Help me live it out. But there's something tainting that. And Mm. being self-aware and walking through the process of, okay, God, what is my insecurity? What am I struggling with? Why? And then asking why? And really acknowledging it and taking the time to work through it, whether it's with a friend, like I'm sure Candace and I are going to continue this conversation (laughs) when we're done talking here, but like taking that next steps of, okay, well, what does it look like? What do you, what needs to happen? Whether it's something tangible that has to produce a security in my life, whether there's practical steps I can take, or maybe it's just a mental shift Mm. in my own identity that has to happen that I have to work through on my own, mm. but what is the practical thing that can happen here? Or maybe it's as bold as casting out demons. I don't know, <laughs> but it, there are yeah. things that can be done to walk in the security that that Jesus gave the example of. And the first step is, of course, knowing him first and foremost. Yeah. Our security comes from a relationship with him. Whoa. Hey, camp on that phrase for a second. Honestly, outside of him, there is no security that you can have. And I'm not just talking like, oh, your emotional state's going to be healthy. I'm talking about eternal soul security. Like there's nothing more binding to feeling as though I am secure in this moment than in complete surrender to him. 
I know that's so counterintuitive and so countercultural for what we hear, but lordship has to happen in order to feel secure and safe with him. Yeah. It has to. It has. That has to be set, you know? And Jenny, I'm going to pose this question for all of us. Mm-hmm. I think I know the answer, and I think I'm more so... Ugh. I think I'm more so asking it as like this little, hey, let's think about it. But do you believe, really honestly believe that insecurities are a distraction from doing the work of God? 100%, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So it's worthy. Because you, it's worthy to to lean into. I'm laughing because that's such a Christian thing to say. It is. But if you think of outside of like work insecurity, there's the mom guilt security. Mm. I'm not doing enough. And we actually asked um, some of our community people, you guys, listeners on Facebook, what do you want to hear about? And a lot of you actually said, um, I feel like I'm supposed to be doing more. I feel like I'm supposed to be doing more. I feel like I'm supposed to be showing up in a lot of different ways. And I think that's a huge security a lot of people face. I'm not doing enough. And maybe God's will for you in this season is you're, you're doing just what he asked. And that is enough. Mm. Mm. And I think the distractions of, oh, I should be here. I should be there. I should be leading a small group. I should be (laughs) reading a Bible 65 hours a day to my kids. I should be making something other than frozen pizzas. I should be, you know, like fill in the blank. That's a huge distraction. Isn't that what our whole show is about is shutting that should down? You know, I was telling Jenny, I spoke at an event this past weekend and I said, and there are two words in the human language that disgust me more than any right now. And one of them is the word should. Obviously, that's why we shut the should up around here. Um, um, but the other one is enough. I mean, it's just so insatiable. It's mm, yeah. it's never satisfied. It never feels fulfillment. It, it always leaves us empty. It always leaves us feeling as though we can't and we're never empowered when we use that word enough. And I would just think we would all do better to fight insecurity by removing those two words out of our vocabulary altogether. I should, or I'm not enough. Um, And I, and I don't know how to start doing that, honestly, on a daily basis, because nine times out of 10, I don't catch it. I don't catch it. It's not the dialogue I'm saying out loud to everybody. It's the internal dialogue that I'm saying. It's the Candace. Oh, you should have, oh, you should (laughs) have, you should have gotten your kids on time from school. Don't be that way, mom. (laughs) You know? Sorry, teachers. Um, it's it's the all those things that I never would say out loud, but I say to myself all the time, all the time. We all do it. I think the moral of this conversation is <laughs> we're all in process. Yeah. I mean, we're all we're all shooting ourselves if we're like we're not the experts here. Yeah. All we're doing, and I'm preaching to myself here. All we're doing is trying to just be a part of what we we feel God is doing and how He's leading. And that podcast is a part of it. And you guys are a part of it. And our hope is that Jesus is the central character in your story and that you're willing to say, and I'm willing to say, and Candace is willing to say yes and amen to what God is putting on our hearts and that the distractions aren't standing there any longer. And we hope that for you and we want that for you and we pray that for you. And when you have that security in in who Christ is in your life, be- there's protection yeah. there's confidence there the pressure comes off you don't have oh, to perform man. you can just be yes it's so simple you can but, just be. but it's not you can just yeah. be that's the most 
powerful thing I think that we can experience is when you can just be. Yeah. I mean, some of my greatest relationships have always been with the people that I know I'm free to be myself with. No matter what comes out. No matter. Man, that's the level that we want for y'all, for ourselves, for our friendships, for our parents, for our siblings. I mean, for, for everybody, we want that kind of freedom for people just to be. Yeah. Jenny, your gift of encouragement is so large to know that that's one of your burns and for you to shut down when I wanted to encourage you and just say, I don't need a pep talk. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually feel like that's what you need right now. You need somebody rallying in your corner going, you're amazing and you're worthy and you're worth it. And you bring value to everything that you do. You add value everywhere that you go. You add it to Matt, you add it to your kids, Max and Zoe, you, if you had pets, you would add it to them. I'm serious. I know that that sounds silly, but I'm, I'm so dead serious. What you bring is immeasurable and unreplicable. I can't replace it and I need it in my life. So I don't, this isn't a good pep talk. This is actually rousing your soul up to go, come on, you're not those things and we need you. Like, we all need you. I'm getting super squirrely, but I'm crying over here. <laughs> no, but I need—I needed that. Yes. And I really appreciate it. Yes. And you know, it's funny. I woke up with this insecurity and I was like, God, I just need to know, you know, you need these signs and I'm on the right path. And somebody uh, randomly messaged me like this encouraging voice text and like I, I had no anticipation of it. And it's mm. just like. I think God sets us up for these moments of affirmation, just like you did for me. Yeah. And I think we can think of it a couple of ways. Like we should, we should be that for other people. We should be available for those moments to serve others yeah. because that just, I mean, that just shifted a lot for me. Yeah. Thank you. And we should also receive it as squirrely as I'm being in this moment. And I want to be like, I'm so uncomfortable. I, I really do appreciate it. I really wanted you to hear the word irreparable. Um, there's nothing nobody else can do what you do you used a big word and i was like i should google that. yeah google that one let's replay that one in our hearts and just get it <laughs> get it out there i i really felt like that was a holy spirit word for you that you need to lean into lean into it I'll lean into seriously it. though you are replicable irreplicable i don't even know if that's a word but nobody can replicate what you're doing I don't think that you see the uniqueness of what you bring in your skills. Thank you. That's necessary. And not only that, um, I got kind of like a little holy anger when you told me to shut it down. I'll refuse to. I refuse to. (laughs) And I think that there's people that need to have the freedom in your life to do that as well, that are really close, like lean in. When, when, When you feel this hit the fan, you go to Matt and you say, baby, I need you to give me the best words you have today because that's how you pour out. That's how you speak it. You are so encouraging to everybody else. And for you to never have that replaced inside of you, that's going to wear you thin so fast. So get it, get it where you can. Like never apologize for somebody giving you a pep talk. You do need them. We would be stupid if we, none of us thought we did. I need them. Yeah. You need them. Should I give you one right now? No, I'm good. (laughs) If you want to, I'll gladly accept it. I appreciate that friend moment. And I mean, I think there's a lot we can learn just from us being us on this episode. Um, First of all, 
see, I want to apologize for having a pity party. I'm not going to apologize. Mm. It was actually something I had to had to process through and it might feel insignificant, but this was a significant moment for me. So Mm. thank you for the space. And it's my show. So we're keeping it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Okay, and... I like that word of my. They've never used that before, but okay. <laughs> I'm back in. I'm back in, all in, all in. I thought the word oh. was our, but okay. <laughs> we'll deal with that off air. <laughs> no, it's our show. We've talked about a lot of insecurity today. Yeah. Um, and we're just wrapping it up, but we want you to just get started on your own discovery journey and uh, I wish we could all be your partner to process through it but hopefully we can get you started and point you in the right direction and just know that at the end of the day we're all in process Um, Candace shared some of the things she's struggling through as well and um, this this is a sisterhood just, I'm surprised you this didn't was make a fun of that buzzword episode I would have just bat, 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 in that last this paragraph. is a sister to brotherhood we're all hopefully aiming for the same thing, which is just to honor Jesus with our lives and, and to, like you said, walk in, in the areas he's positioned us for. Well, I just feel like, Jenny, if there's any area that we are paralyzed in and oblivious that we're even paralyzed, it's this. Think about it. Think about it. Yeah. The people that we serve alongside with, that we walk this road with, that we try to do Christian life with, how much more incredible would it be if we were all willing to just deal with our insecurities and figure out what our assignment, our position, our authority is and get there and walk confidently in the room and not take offense when you do it better than I do. Great. I'm glad you do it better than me. That's not my lane. Great. Yeah. Good. Good for you, Nancy. Good for you. Of course, you're going to make a casserole kicking better than me. Could never mm, do Everyone that. does that. Everyone yeah. does. I'm just saying. Everyone does it better. There's stuff that we've just got to get over ourselves before we can even get the gospel out. And this is one of those that I feel so urgent about in my own personal life that I've carried for 40 years and didn't even know it. And it paralyzed me. And when you find freedom on the other side, you want everybody else to come with you. Yeah. You want to throw a rope back and be like, come on. We're spending way too much here divisive and doing other stuff that doesn't matter. Get with it. Make your list. The biggest thing we can do is give language to it. I feel Ooh. insecure about even saying it is the road to starting to find that freedom. Because yeah. yeah. how often do we just diminish or not even give it breath when, when we have to? Because it's the first start of stepping into acknowledging it. And then saying bye-bye. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you what my tendency and what I believe everybody's tendency is to do when you find out you're insecure. Compensate. And that's just really easy by doing other things that you're not supposed to be doing. That's not your job, not your lane, not your assignment. But yet, dadgum, I know I can do this good, so I'm going to make sure I'm doing it the best I can. And everybody sees me doing it, and they're going to give me some credit for it because I hope they won't see the other areas that I'm slacking in. And this is where I'm just saying there's freedom to walk in a room and go, you know what? 
I'm not really good at that right now. And that's actually not even what I'm supposed to be doing in life right now. And I can just lay that down and not be insecure there. But I tell you what, instead of me trying to overcompensate for where I lack, I'm going to walk confidently in what I need to do. Sometimes that means I'm going to keep my mouth shut and be an incredible listener yeah. and encourager. And I'm going to just listen and absorb in this situation. And sometimes it means you walk in and you, you're the only one taking charge because you're only, you're the only one that's got the medical knowledge. You're the only one. I mean, imagine when somebody stands up and they're having a heart attack in a crowded room and they say, we need a doctor. You're not going to be the idiot that stands up. That's never got a single thing from nursing school and going, I think I can help. Yeah. Know your limitations. You are not the doctor in the room. But when you are, if you're battling with insecurities and being like, I wonder if another doctor's going to step up. I don't know. I just did surgery this morning on a brain, but surely they don't need me. They're going to find somebody else. I mean, how silly does that look? And yet mm -hmm. that's what we do with the very things that God's purposed us to do when we're playing this game called church with each other, walking this road and going, I don't know, maybe, maybe somebody else is going to stand up and do this. Or maybe I want to do this now. You're not supposed to. You're, you're, you're uniquely equipped and developed by God to walk in rooms securely with a, a powerful authority that he's given you. And the Holy Spirit yeah. leads you in impulses to do his work. Yeah. I feel like we should just write like a whole curriculum on this and just be like, dude, let's knock it out we the could. I think what we normally would do though in real life is kind of pray. It's kind of pray. <laughs> just pray. We would kind of pray. We pray. I feel like we just pray in and out of our conversations we do. all the time. We do. We're fine. Oh, I'm praying. You didn't catch it. I'm praying. Um, let's just pray. Let's yeah. just pray for let's do it. the people, our, our pals here. I know you hate that word. We're praying for you guys. Do you um, want to start and I hang up? You want to yeah, you want to dial in and I hang up. Prayer. Now that I know, now I know what this is. I'll dial in. I'll hang uh, up. One eight hundred heaven. That's right. No. Okay. I'll cancel the collect uh, call at the end. Cancel. <laughs> I believe Jesus already did that. Oh! Church clap back. Hey. Okay. All right. Let's pray. Um, <laughs> Father God, uh, I feel uncomfortable about this conversation. If we're being fully transparent. Yeah. Um, I just pray that us sharing in the way we did uh, helps one person. I just pray for the insecurities that we have as we listen to this talk or as we're just processing through this after, Lord, any insecurities that we have, God, I just pray that your love uh, overpowers them, mm. that Holy Spirit, you just speak wisdom in, over those insecurity and just that there's a breaking that happens of freedom that comes on the other side of it. Lord, if there's a conviction that needs to happen on our hearts or our minds of like, oh, well, I could respond this way or I'm feeling that way because of this and I can change. God, help us and empower us to change in the areas we need to. Mm. We look, gosh, we look to you for strength in that. Uh, we humble ourselves too. And I just pray for just wisdom mm. And a greater boldness to step into areas that you've you've ha you have for us that we have yet to fully step into. I just pray for boldness and just a peace to know that we are you have not called us to do everything. You've called us to do a few things. And may we step into those areas and that part of your story, may we honor it and, and just do it so well and honor you in the process, God. You know what, God? I feel like some of the most horrible decisions I've ever made have been from the motive of insecurity. And I see how that's just played out in my life time and time again. Some of the most lackluster moments of who I am have been based on places and areas of my life that haven't been surrendered to you or even asked what you think about that part of my life. 
Father, above everything else, I know this is such a distraction for us. Not just for Jenny and I, but just for the big C church, like the collective Mm -hmm. church. It's just so distracting to actually doing the work that you're calling us to do. For actually walking confidently and boldly into the areas of submission and obedience that you've called us to. God, it's limiting our creativity. It's limiting our leadership skills. It's limiting so many things when we find ourselves caving to insecurity. So Father, right now, I just, I I rarely pray like this, but I'm serious. I want to cast off insecurity from anybody that's struggling with it hardcore right now. That the name of Jesus frees us from all things. It is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and saved. God, if there's no other name that can be lifted high and there's all these things that are feeling so incapable and and unsure and, and wavering, Father, I just ask that the name of Jesus cover all of those insecurities right now. That you are more than able and capable of giving us our identity and our worth and our value and our purpose. God, I pray for the list that our listeners are making right now this week, that they would see them in a new light in the way that you see those lists, not the way that they see themselves or not the way that they feel bogged down. God, that they would find freedom in saying goodbye to those things that have been limiting and insecure in their life. And God, I ask for clear vision for the for the roles that many people are trying to live out and take upon themselves that don't need to be lived out and taken upon because they're they're honestly not equipped and empowered to do that particular thing. God, that you would show them where they can walk confidently and how you've created them uniquely. And God, I ask for correction. I ask for course correction in the middle of all of this as well. That you would bring alongside of us creative ways to remove the things from our life that need to be removed, that we've developed way too much time and system around that wasn't you. That we'd be honest with those moments and repent from them. And God, that we would be able to ask the questions, do I fully understand the why of what I'm doing and why I do it that way? And am I following the patterns of security that God has given me or insecurities that are keeping me limited? This is a big week, God. Help us. We cannot do this aside from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I think we done shut that should up today. So if you're still willing, join us next week. We'd love to have you. If <laughs> you're still willing. If you'll still be our friends after, after this, this one. conversation. After this heart to heart. See you next week. To share your should, call 315-308-0163. And you may be featured on an upcoming episode. If you've been inspired to stop shooting yourself, head over to iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars. If there's one thing you're going to should yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.